Wait, Wait what? what? Really? really? Okay. Okay. With your host, Lauren Weissman. This is a fully licensed theme song for the show about stuff that makes you say, Wait, Wait what? Really? really? Okay. okay. Episode 84 of the Wait What Really Okay podcast. This is Lauren Wiseman. Today I'm with Dan Springetti. We're going to be talking about custom outdoor living creations from the Springetti Group. Now, they're only available in Wisconsin and Florida, but I want you to hear the story where Dan comes from. And regardless, if you're in Florida, if you're in Wisconsin, absolutely reach out. But if you're anywhere else in the country or anywhere else in the world, Listen to the parallels and how the brand, the story, the authenticity, and the authority can resonate with whatever you're doing. Dan, thanks for hanging out with me today. Hey, my pleasure. Let's start, oh, why not, from the beginning. How did you get into all of this? Okay, well, I was going to school to become a a teacher, and I needed to provide some kind of income for my family, so I started a landscape business over 25 years ago. And uh, through that, the business continued to grow because I had always been entrepreneurial, and I realized that if I serviced the heck out of my customers, uh, they would be a, a path to my doorway. And so for me, I just followed those principles, and the business just continued to grow year after year after year. Now, something I've seen online, I've heard of softscaping, I've heard of hardscaping. What's the difference between those two? And Springetti Group brings... It's a different element, a different flavor, if you will, than softscaping or hardscaping. Yes. Well, the difference is is pretty simple. And we'll use the term softscaping. We're really speaking to the issue of plants, trees, grass, those types of things, flowers, uh, bushes, perennials. And if we're speaking of hardscaping, we're really talking about outdoor living in terms of your paver patios, your retaining walls. Uh, your fireplaces, uh, that could also include a pool, it could include a um, water feature, that type of thing. And then what we kind of do is put those two together and spend time with our clientele, finding out how they actually function as a family first. And it, I'm real passionate about it because I did this for my daughters about 22 years ago, and I wanted to create an outdoor living space for my girls so I knew where all the kids were when they would come over. And so we got really good at it before the term outdoor living actually even existed. Now, you tied into something a minute ago that I wanted to ask. You referenced when I first met you a couple months back. We don't do jobs. We create stories. And in inside of what you create, it's not the, okay, we're going to go into Sam's and grab a pergola and pop it somewhere here in the middle and maybe we'll cement it down, maybe not, who knows. The interesting, beyond interesting, I, I call it innovative, is that you meet with these clients in advance, face-to-face, you talk about what's going on, not just what's available for their property, but the backstory about who they are, what they want, what they might not even realize they want. Tell me a little bit about the 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 definition of not doing a job and more so creating a story? You know, that's a really good question. It's a fair question. And if we, if we back up a little bit, if you're looking at something from a big box store, it's manufactured, it's a cookie cutter type project. And a lot of times it's a do it yourself. 
what we like to bring to the table is something completely different. And again, it's my passion is we're sitting down with the family and we're really trying to find out how many children do they have? What's their lifestyle like? What are their patterns there? Do they like to entertain? And when you find out those answers, that's just the beginning to start to formulate what this outdoor living is going to be like and and how it's going to breathe, how it's going to function. Are our traffic patterns going to be correct? And it's really about building something specific and very custom to their lifestyle. And that's really where you separate the boys from the men, in my opinion. And it's why I'm so passionate about what I do. I really enjoy what I do because I look at the family first and how and what their needs are instead of what my needs are. And by doing that, I end up creating these beautiful outdoor living areas that are very functional, they're very safe, and more importantly, they're fun for the family. And we're sort of anticipating how this is going to work. And the more you do it, the more years that you get behind it, you, you get enough feedback from your clientele to create even better and special outdoor living spaces for these families. And that's, in my opinion, that's really what's different about how I view it and, and my passion about it. There's just a significant difference. I hear this all the time from my clients that I ask questions that no one else will ask. And to me, I don't know how you can build something that's truly an outdoor living space to this for this family, just like building a home without asking those questions. Um, if I don't know, if I find out that you're an entertainer, you like to entertain guests, or maybe you're a tight-knit group just with the family and your children are you know, eight to 10 years old, or, or maybe your kids are in those teenage years and you need to monitor the peer group. And that's very important in today's society. Um, you create these spaces so that all the children come over to your home to hang out and have fun. And then as parents, you can oversee what's going on. And I usually see the dads nodding their heads up and down if they've got girls. And sometimes the moms aren't as concerned if they got boys. But as a group, most parents are very concerned about this time when their children are kind of hitting puberty and throughout the high school years, and they really want to create these family memories. And in my opinion, that's how you do it correctly, is really getting to know them. Now, I will say that when I meet with clients, most of them, um, you start to build rapport. They get, they're more open with you about their family. And for me, that's really important. We have to kind of break through some of those barriers uh, eventually during that discovery time uh, so that I can really sort of get into their brains a little bit and see what's really important to them because it's different for everybody. It is. And and to tie this back around, to come circling around, for, the, for those of you that are not in Florida or not in Wisconsin, but before we go there, and I'm going to do the plug. If you are in Florida, if you are in Wisconsin, SpringettiGroup.com. Find out more about Dan Springetti, the Springetti family, and what they can create with you, not just for you. In the whole approach that Dan takes, regardless of your business, you could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer, you could be an author, you could be a musician. This is why I wanted to have him on the show. We get into these templated places with our business. We look at analytics that don't necessarily apply. Anybody can throw a series of facts and numbers at you, but if those numbers aren't personally resonating and if those facts don't dial into you, then they're worthless. 
You can go to any contractor. You can get anything done in the backyard. But how in the day and age of the iPhones, of the video games, of the television, of Netflix, all of these things, you put all this effort into making a house a home, you want people to be outside, then put that energy into making the backyard a backyard sanctuary. In everything that Dan has just discussed in this idea of it being safe, in drawing people back back to their backyard. How do you get those kids outside? It's not just saying back when I was a kid, go outside and play. That's fine. I ran around on the Robert Frost trail up in Amherst, Massachusetts. We would go get lost. We would play in marshes. We would play in forests. We'd go up trees. But right now, not as safe as, as, as safe an environment, but in creating something, whether there's a pool back there, whether there's a water feature to study by, whether there's a fire pit, whether there's Not just having a little barbecue thing there, but a kitchen to be outside. This congregation of, in a sense, connection and communication can be that much more than just sitting around the kitchen table. And it's not taking away from the kitchen table. And I think for the people up in Wisconsin, they're really not going to be out there as much in the winter. Maybe out there with some uh, marshmallows or s'mores or something, a little winter camping experience. But to, in, to embellish, to augment, to supplement, to complement what you think about inside, why not bring that to the outside? Dan, one of the people that you talked about with me a few months ago, the farmer's daughter, and there was something in, sure. here, here was this original job, and this is the kind of communication, and this is the communication again. We're going to talk about the Springetti Group here, but listen to this for what it can mean for your backyard, but also for your business, regardless of the business that you have, because this is pertinent. He heard information. He got a sense of what she was looking for. But then at the same time, in almost producing, I I kind of gravitate toward Dan because I see elements of what I used to do in music and television production in what he does with the Springetti Group. It's it's not, okay, you're going to give me your idea and I'm going to make it work. It's, you're going to give me your ideas. You're going to give me your thoughts, your background, your history. And we're going to work together with the options, with the motions, with the direction, but then piece together that perfect thing. Now, coming back to the farmer's daughter job, or let's say better, the farmer's daughter's story. It started in one place and ended somewhere completely different. And this wasn't about an upsell or adding more or taking away things. This was really bringing this woman back to her childhood. Yeah, this is a very special project to my heart and to my kids. Um, I'm blessed that my children are in my business and all the people that work for me, I treat them like family. So we really have to understand that from me down to the lowest common denominator, all of our people are are into the family idea. They they believe in that. Now, part of that's because I'm Italian, and Italians like family. We're we're tight knit. Uh, but through my discovery uh, with the farmer's daughter, uh, we found out initially that some of the other companies that they approached, uh, first of all, weren't willing to listen to her and what she what her needs were, and. Of course, we're just the opposite. So we we started having some dialogue. We started talking. I noticed during my conversation with with her and her husband, the kids started to come into the room and actually sit and listen. And they were young, and there were four of them. And you know, by the time I left, it, it was probably two hours later. I really found that 
we were actually growing closer. You could feel the rapport. I actually left thinking to myself, I really believe they're going to do business with me. Uh, yes, I bring a lot of creativity and I'm a visionary, but I could tell that we really bonded and, and our priorities were the same. And as, the, as they decided to do business with us, uh, the project continued to grow. And many times in my business, uh, people do what we call add-ons. And it's because as you build more rapport and, of course, more trust with each other, they begin to see that I really have their best intentions at, you know, in mind and we're going to do our best. And they realize that my people think the same way. So as that project began to grow... It was sort of a moving target, and she had shared with me one day that she used to be a farmer's daughter, that she actually worked on a farm. And I said, you know, um, we've talked about possibly doing an understructure or a pool house. And I said, how would you feel about us building you a pool house, two stories with a loft, a ladder, um, out of barn beams and barn wood? And as it as it is, by design, we do take down barn barns in Wisconsin and we repurposed the wood and she just absolutely loved the idea and it just went into a whole nother level of dialogue and she talked about growing up on the farm and what those memories meant to her and I realized that this was this actually became the centerpiece of what we were doing there when initially it was really the pool and it shifted and uh, we really had a great time designing it together and kind of dreaming about what it might look like. And her husband was extremely supportive, and the kids were excited. And to this day, they use it often. I think the parents like it as much as the kids do. And it's very functional. It has uh, it has a bathroom, a working bathroom. It has an outdoor shower. It has a storage area. Of course, it has this beautiful loft that oversees everything. Uh, we're really proud of it. And it wouldn't have happened if we hadn't had that conversation. That's beautiful. Now, inside of this now, you talk about the family elements and you talk about the connection and the communication and bringing back the history. I mean, that's that goes mental, that goes emotional. Let's talk for a second about the resale value. For the real estate agents that are listening, whether they're in Wisconsin or right here in Florida, to bring up that outdoor look to add something, maybe it might not be perfect because you don't necessarily know who the seller is, but in some of these, I don't want to say prefab communities, but places that look pretty similar where you still have the ability or the allotment to design something else, something more, whether it is that fire feature, whether it is that water feature, that retaining wall, talk about in almost the concept of, of painting from a palette of what you can create in some of the communities even right here, say Windermere or Winter Garden or Lando, around the Orange County area of Florida? Well, I think the first thing you have to identify is who your client is. And, and for us, um, most of our client is definitely a high-end client, and it comes with a fair amount of stress in whatever it is that they do for a living. And so what I try to do is actually create what I call sanctuaries for these people. They Everybody needs a safe place where you can unwind and you, and you can do what you need to do to recharge your batteries. And it's really important. And I have found that with my clientele, who I typically get pretty close to, uh, the higher up the food chain they are, the more stress they have, the more they need the sanctuary. And they need it for their family, 
so they feel good about what they're doing. Um, you know, fire features, for example. Fire features just invoke family. You know, you're sitting around a, a fire table, for example, roasting marshmallows or just talking. Uh, it's gathering areas. I, I'm very high on coming up with gathering areas for families because in a family, the dynamics are different. So if grandpa and grandma are over, they might enjoy sitting in front of the fireplace or around the fire pit, whereas the kids might be in the pool playing. And then you have another gathering area, maybe around a table, where people are just socializing and having something to eat. Where we really separate the boys from the men, in my opinion, is when you understand the traffic patterns and you understand the correct amount of gathering areas and what those gathering areas are actually supposed to be. A fire feature may not be for everybody. Uh, obviously, they're more popular in Wisconsin than they are here in Florida, but they're quite popular here in Florida as well. Pools, we find that they're popular in Wisconsin, but they're more popular here. But they still invoke the same thing. It's about the family gathering. It's about a, a sanctuary, a place where you can just have time to yourself. And, you know, if you think about if you've ever been in a church, you know, what the church is able to do is by the time you come into the church and you leave an hour later, your perspective has changed. Your Whatever you were thinking about on the way to church has possibly changed and you feel better about the situation you're in leaving church. It's a sanctuary, and I, I feel the same way. Uh, if you're a morning person and you're reading out by you know, this outdoor living area that I've created just for you, or if it's in the evening after a long day and you really need to decompress uh, because you still have a lot on your plate to finish uh, later that evening, that's what I do. And I'm very proud of the work we do and why we do it because in the end of the day, it's really about building these special gathering areas for our clientele that's useful and functional for these families. So inside of the Spring Daddy group, give me the maybe the maybe the top 7 if you will, the common pieces that you do. So it's not that any one of these is the exact because they all have to be personalized and individualized. The pool has to be the right shape, the right depth for whatever for kids, for adults. But what would be the seven core areas of development of what you paint on onto that canvas? What, 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 is, what is the array of your top services that, that you work on? That's a really great question. I think, obviously, pools uh, is high on the list uh, because they just invoke family, and especially when you look at the different times of, and ages of your children um, and even grandchildren. It's, it's, a, it's a real popular uh, thing to have at certain times of your life. Of course, patios go without saying. I mean, it's where you're going to eat. It's where you're going to spend time outside. It's where you're going to get your fresh air. We do a lot of fire tables. Uh, fire tables are nice because you have the ability to change the height of the flame, which, of course, adjusts the amount of heat. So during warm uh, months, you can turn that flame down. And during colder months, you can turn the flame up for more heat. So that's a that's a really nice feature uh, that we've been doing for about the last five years now that have that are um, really popular. I, I think also we do a lot of water uh, features or waterfalls. Uh, people like the sound of water. They like the look of water. So if you're not on a lake, 
It's a great way for you to drown out outside noise if you're near a busy area. Uh, we do a lot of a lot of those, and they're very pretty. Of course, anything to do with softscaping when you're doing plantings, trees, privacy type things are great. Our understructures and pergolas are very, very popular because you're introducing a wood element to your hardscaping. And sometimes hardscaping can feel a little bit antiseptic until you add a wood feature to that. And by doing that, it's just like adding wood to the inside of a house. It warms it up. It gives it a different feeling. Uh, Is it pergola or pergola? I've heard people go both ways. <laughs> you're, you're the expert. <laughs> How do well, you pronounce gonna, this thing? I'm going to tell you it's both. It, okay. it really is both. You can, you can. I've heard it both ways, uh, and it really is both. So there's, it's like potato, potato, right? Tomato, <laughs> tomato. It's, it's, you know, so you can pronounce it either way. Uh, but those are, those are the areas. I think you know, fire, fireplaces are are very popular as well. But those are the areas that I believe, when you truly talk about outdoor living, that's what we're talking about. Another thing that captures me and it, it's it's attractive to the essence of what you do for custom outdoor living creations but also for other businesses is it's not the starting line and the finish line a number of the projects that you've discussed with me over the last couple of months you explain the involvement of everything from one client that was baking uh, breads and cookies for your crew every day to not having necessarily a war zone while everything is being built. I, I know down in, in Vero Beach, where I currently live, there was a house on Ocean Drive, and I've never been to war. I've seen a lot of movies about war, and I'm pretty sure that's what a war zone looks like, and it looked like that for the better part of six months. Now, inside of this connection, inside of the story that you create with these people, Yes, it's, it's that first meeting and that connection and the stories and the trust that builds so you can have that blueprint. But you talk about elements in a way I've never seen in construction ever where it's the entire process. And getting away from these HG, you know, some of these TV shows. And it's here's before, here's after, and what will fill in the middle is drama and problems. If there was to be a reality show of the Springetti Group, I see it being... The beginning, this whole communication concept, of course, yes, the end result, but the internal guts of the show would be the building along the way and no drama needed. You know, that's a really good observation. There's enough drama for us in what we do in just weather and add-ons and schedule changes. Uh, so we don't need added drama. Uh, what we're really looking for again, and I've said this a couple of times during the show, is we're looking for that relationship with the customer. And sometimes that term is overused, but if you really breathe it, sleep it, and eat it, and it's how you really act on a daily basis and relationships are important to you, and they are to me, both on a social level as well as a business level, um, it's just a lot more fun to do it that way. I always look at every job and have for 25 years, uh, what, as a customer, what would I want to see? And I look at it like it's my own home. And when you all of a sudden look at somebody else's home as though it's yours, it just has, takes on a whole different level of ownership. And that's really why 
we excel at what we do with our clientele because we always build a better project because of the customer. The customer has to share their, you know, their feelings, what they like, what their tastes are, and we, we guide them through the process because, see, that's important. Sometimes they see something on TV that they might think they want, and it's my job to be bold enough to guide them through the process. If I think they might be making a mistake in a particular choice, then I'm going to use education and let them make an educated decision so they understand that they have to take ownership of that decision that we've made together. But I find over and over and over again that spending that extra time together on a daily basis really makes a difference in the outcome of the project and and their happiness and their enjoyment in the long term. And then you follow that through during the process by having a clean workspace. Because again, look at it as though it's your own home. You wouldn't want it to look like that. So we stress that with our crews. That's that's rare. <laughs> I think of just so many construction sites, things that I pass by. I mean, that is that I hate the word unique, but that is unique and that is rare. Inside of like you talk about the change order or the little surprises, just to kind of jump over there for a second. Okay, what is something? Uh, maybe maybe a couple examples and how you handle that. I, I believe you told me one story about the ever-growing layers of concrete and what seemed to be a, a skunk farm. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's an essence of and, and why I bring this up and why I ask is how how we handle things in the worst of times. Regardless of our business, it's it's amazing when everyone's together, they're all on the same page, everything is going right. Wonderful. But I still don't know how you work, how you handle yourself, how you execute, and how you activate in the worst of times. And this can go for how someone is emotionally, how someone is professionally. And even at that point, okay, here's a change order. It's going to cost a little bit more. But is it some kind of cold end of, well, we didn't know about this. We experienced this. So here's the full price and boom, boom, boom. Or is there consideration in pricing, in surprises that everybody's surprised by? That's a different level of professionalism. And again, that's a different level of professionalism with the Springetti Group. That's not just saying, okay, we didn't estimate this. There's no way we could have seen this. Now that we see it, boom, surprise. There's, there's an art to morals, there's an art to honor, and it's not practiced by many. So if you could share a couple of those uh, a couple sure. of those fun little changes, which are humorous, <laughs> but then inside sure. of the humor, shifting to honor, how you handled it. You know, I, I'm a big believer in you only have one name. Um, I love our military, and I'll always honor our military because of what they, they enable all of us to own a business in America. And so honor is very important to me. It's one of my high core values. Trust and honesty is one of my high core values. And so uh, the, the description or the story that Lauren is referring to is a, a single woman who had contracted us to take down a barn for her and to remove all the concrete that was underneath the barn we were finished. And we gave her a ballpark figure, what we thought that would cost. And of course, we had everything under contract. And as we went through the process, um, the barn was 120 years old. And so during that 120 years, we had a lot of 
layers of concrete that were not visible. They were actually covered up with layers of sand. And to make a long story short, the bill or the invoice was significantly higher than what we had ballparked in the beginning. And I sat with this woman who I had gotten to know pretty well after a couple of weeks of being at her home. And you know, again, long story short, we charged her significantly less than I had the legal right to. And she broke down and she started to cry. And I might even get emotional just thinking of her face. And she just could not believe that someone would do something like that. And I just believe in fair play. I just believe in being fair. We were able to discount things in certain areas uh, to help her. And she was so appreciative. And again, as a woman is you're sitting there and she's crying and you give her a hug and you sit there and you go, you know, this is why we do this. It's, you know, once you pay your vendors and you pay your people and you make a little bit of money, you're just exchanging money, writing checks. But it's, it's that kind of thing that will always stay with me. And I feel like my name uh, will have a legacy behind it for my children and my children's children because I've always chosen to do the right thing, even if it it's not always about money. And I know that's rare today, and I believe that's why we have the success we do, because we don't look at it from that perspective. I've always had this saying, and my, my number one saying is, we don't run our business like a contractor, we run our business like a business. And I, I try to say to myself, how do I feel as a consumer, and how would I feel if someone came to do something for me at my home and they discovered something that just no one knew was there and they treated me fairly. I think I would tell just about everybody about that company and, and more importantly say how fair they were. And we need more of that in today's society. We need people who are fair and honest and uh, give you a break once in a while. It stands out. And, and, and this stands out in a way that sets as this benchmark for businesses inside or outside of this world. Where are you inside of, inside of your business? You could be a consultant, you could be an author, you could be a musician, you could be a lawyer, you could be a doctor, anything else. It all comes together. The model and the foundation of the Springetti Group is something to look into, if you're in Wisconsin or Florida and own property, to bring that backyard sanctuary to your world, your home, your life, your family. On the other side of it, if maybe you rent, maybe you live somewhere else. Listen back to this show. Look at the elements that come up about the way this business works. This is a standard, and, a, and I've said the word, I think, five times, a benchmark for honor and morals in a world of business that in a lot of ways is, is lacking in both. More about Dan Springetti and the Springetti Group all the different options that are available to create your backyard sanctuary at springettigroup.com. And Dan, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for this conversation. Thanks for reminding me about what I want to be inside of business and what I believe everyone should be striving for inside of theirs. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Wait, Wait what? what? Really? Okay. Okay.
At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.